Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the I Am Me podcast. Right, so as most of you would be aware, I am down here in Victoria, the lovely, lovely state, almost the Republic of Victoria, it's almost becoming. Um, But as I'm sure most of you will be aware, we are currently in stage three. We've gone back into stage three lockdowns, which is just marvelous, absolutely marvelous. And the Hashtag uh, Corona virus is uh, running wild in Victoria at the moment, and we're having our uh, our constant daily battles with you know potentially stage four looming around the corner. And for, for you listeners out there, the whole premise of me starting this podcast initially was obviously to you know share our stories, our background, and knowledge, both myself and Jacks, that we've you know just our life's things that we've gone through, bringing other people in and, and educate listeners on being able to help in whatever way shape or form and a huge part of that is by challenging the status quo of what you've learned throughout your entire life things that you've learned from teachers through the education systems bosses your experiences and just understand that what we have initially been taught there's a reason why we were taught that and you know the premise of what we're going to speak about today it is can be very difficult for a lot of listeners to um, accept and to take in. So really make sure that if this is something that you would like to listen to, obviously stick on and keep listening. But at the same time, I understand that this isn't for everyone. This isn't a topic that everyone uh, likes to listen to and some people don't want to. So that if that being said, I'm gonna just do this as a one episode, one off, and just to see how it goes and we can reassess and take it from there. But if this is something you're interested in about challenging the status quo and realizing that there is more to a lot of this than what meets the eye or what the media likes to put towards us, then you must listen in. To give you some background, and also, sorry, I'd just like to introduce as well my guest with me, who is none other than my brother, who is on the phone currently. Do you wanna say hello, mate? How you going? I'm going good, mate. How are you going? I know you're you're based in in Canberra at the moment. What's life like in Canberra at the moment? We have our bubble up here. Uh, it's nice and sunny. As um, I found that Canberra is the sunny capital city. It has more sunny today than our capital city in Australia. So the weather's nice. Still find um, that fascinating. Down. Still find that really fascinating, considering how cold it gets up there. It gets cold, but I mean it's not any colder than Cali, as you'd be aware. Like I mean, maybe they. They talk about the minus tens or something like that, but it's like a spring day at the moment. All the flowers are blooming and the, the trees are all confused at the moment. Like, I think like everyone else is all confused. They've got no idea what the fuck's going on. 
Sorry, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, no, no, we can. We can. We're able to do that. Because, uh, look, to be fair, there's probably going to be a lot of swearing at the moment because it's just got so much frustration built within me and, and uh, I feel like we definitely need to be able to get it out of our, out of our system for a little bit here and try to educate as many people as we can. Uh, mate, so, look, um, yeah, to, I thought I'd start this, guys, with a clip that was sent to me. Now, I've been sent... I, to sort of take a step back, I'm not one to get involved in politics or religion. That's the two big no-nos that generally I've never touched. Uh, when it comes to what's happening now in Victoria and, and really across the world, we've been very oblivious, especially in Australia, because all these things you hear, these events overseas, they never really have ever come and impacted. We've been very blessed here in, in Australia that nothing's really happened within the last hundred years. You know, bar like a couple of wars and things like that, but we haven't had too much. So we can turn a bit of a blind eye, be a bit oblivious, and and you know that our news also won't always cover things that are happening over there. But there's no doubt right now that what we're participating in currently with the coronavirus and all this crap right now is a beta test for bigger and larger things. And I've got a lot of information being sent to me because now I am being a bit more vocal on my socials about this. Um, and obviously my brother is is, is uh, someone who's been known, not known about this for a lot longer than I have and a lot more awoken to it. But I really wanted to start this with this particular clip. Um, and I, the, I'm not gonna play the full clip, but if anyone would like the full clip, feel free to message me and I can send you the full clip. Now this is particular, he's gonna introduce himself. I'm gonna go for about five or six minutes. And I want you to listen very carefully because he's got a background in science um, and is a very smart cookie, but he explains the coronavirus in itself. Hey, I've had quite a few questions over the last few weeks, so I'm making this for my friends to clear a few things up. First and foremost, something you should know, you cannot catch a virus. And why can't you catch a virus? Because it's impossible. So why is it impossible to catch a virus? Question. A virus is alive. Is a virus a living thing? So how is it that people think that you can catch something that is not alive? Everybody knows you're never going to fool me, die. Now, I know a lot of people are genuinely concerned, so that's why I'm making this, to hopefully cure some of the unnecessary fear and stress. And if you are feeling that, it's because you're causing it for yourself. <laughs> and just so you don't think I'm sitting here making stuff up, I'll quickly tell you my background so you know how and why I'm telling you these things. I was one of those kids that could read and write before I even started school. I knew my one to 12 times table before other kids even knew how to open a book. I won academic scholarships at two expensive private schools. I did six years of science, which included medicine. I did six years of natural health and medicine. I spent three years solely looking into the nature of viruses, bacteria, protozoans, fungus and parasites as a practitioner I treated myself and a number of other people successfully long term for conditions of the same and when I did my last IQ and aptitude test I was taken into a separate room and I was interrogated to see if I cheated and more than anything unlike Google and Facebook I don't have vested financial interest dictating what I can say and I don't have shares in vaccine companies so what is a virus anyway well a virus is nothing more than a solvent and these solvents are created within the cells of the body this is why you cannot catch a virus. Viruses are created cellularly. Now the body can create hundreds of thousands of different viruses at any time. So why does a cell need to create a virus or a solvent? Created in response to the built up toxicity that we have in our bodies. So how does a cell become toxic? Well, a lot of people have spent a number of years putting shit in their minds and shit in their body. A lot of people think that it's just totally fine to eat supermarket food, you microwave it, just get flu shots injected into you every year, drink your tap water. You know, people that go after organic food are 
tinfoil hat wearing boogers. The thing is, is that nature doesn't care what you believe. You can believe that any of those things are true, but nature doesn't care what you believe. So a lot of people have asked me what is a flu? Well, a flu is a viral detoxification or a cleansing. A cold, on the other hand, is mostly bacterial. And for the most part, what needs cleaning out of the cells are environmental toxins, such as heavy metals, plastics, uh, any kind of environmental industrial pollutants, the chemicals that you use in your home to clean things with, things you put in your body, and so on and so forth. Now, a virus does not attack cell tissue. What happens is that as a virus, which is a solvent, breaks down the toxic residue within a cell, it creates essentially a toxic waste. So that's why you'll feel shitty if you've got a viral infection. And what can happen is if there's a lot of shit in your cells, you're gonna create a lot of toxic waste as that virus breaks down. So what happens is that if there's too much of it, it can actually cause cell damage, and in extreme cases, it can cause cell death. So there is actually one way that you can catch a virus, and I'm gonna tell you what that is in a minute. But you gotta learn a bit about the nature of viruses before I can tell you how you can catch one. But millions of people are dying, and you can catch some bat flu off of a counter or by being around your friends. A virus is specific to specific cells of the body. So somebody with hepatitis, for example, which affects the liver, does that affect the heart? Do they have lung problems? Do they have brain or gonad problems? Likewise, a virus that attacks the lungs will not affect the kidney. It's because the virus is specific to specific cells in the body. So because a virus is not transmissible within your own body, it should make sense that a virus is not transmissible between people. And it's especially impossible for a virus to make the jump between species. This is why you can't get an avian flu, a swine flu, a bat flu, a monkey flu, or any other flu that affects an animal, except for one way, and we will get to that. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time? If it is created within the cells, how is it that a lot of people can get it at the same time? Well, if somebody at home has a cold, or somebody at work or at your sporting club, does everybody in that place get a cold? You know that the answer is no, despite the fact that a bacterial infection can be contagious. And why can a bacterial or a fungal infection be contagious? Because they are living things. A virus, remember, is not a living Thing. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time? There is an intelligence that runs through all of life. It's why seeds know when to germinate. It's why animals know when to mate or to hibernate or to come out of hibernation. So the body knows when it's a good time to undergo a cleaning and it knows when it's a good time from the environment and climatic conditions. This is why a number of people in the same area can undergo a viral detoxification. But again, does everybody get a viral detoxification at the same time? You already know that the answer is no. So why is that? Well, they may have already undergone a recent cleansing. They may just be very healthy people and they're always watching the way they eat, the way they think, the way they move, the way they sleep. The intelligence that runs through all of life means that that body knows that it does not have to undergo a viral detoxification at that point in time. Additionally, our bodies all talk to each other, particularly our immune systems. This is one of the ways that we're attracted to the opposite sex. We can sense their immune system. It's how we know that we can create a genetically diverse offspring that will have the greatest chance of survival. We sense another's immune system partly by a scent, and this has been taken away quite a lot in modern life. Things like perfumes and colognes, and especially when women go on the pill, it can affect their ability to sense a man's immune system. This is why some women come off birth control when they decide it's time to have a baby with their partner, and they smell them for the first time, and they realize that they're actually not attracted to them. And while I can't condense more than 10 years of experience into a short video, hopefully that's enough to show you why you cannot catch a virus and you can start asking some good questions such as what is this coronavirus really about well a lot of people were sus on this from the start for a number of reasons 
Not everybody buys into what they hear from the media. And recently I saw a video from a guy who was clearly able to use his own brain. He asked a couple of good questions and those questions led to the finding of vaccine patents. So what you can do is you can look up these patent numbers right now. First one being US. Look, I'm going to leave it there because that video still goes for another 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and it's a really good one, just purely on the basis of his background, who he is, and he really broke down the fact that you know about there, you just can't catch a virus. Brother, what do you think about that? You're listening to that, mate. Well, it's very interesting. The part about virus not being alive for a start. It's sort of like you can catch bacteria and you can catch like fungal bacteria. Yes, that understands, but then a virus. So, like now the whole narrative is thrown out the window, isn't it? Really. And so, if you can't catch a virus, why do they make people wear masks? Why do they make people wear masks compulsory in some of these countries? It's something that you probably need to sit back and have a think about it as well so what's the agenda there exactly it really is and that's the thing i really want to make the most obvious statement through this podcast is just begin to ask questions do not accept the status quo and what we've been fed through the media i've done podcasts before about how the media really just is the description of evil they just put forward what you want to hear what you want to see and also just intensify things that are not needed they're a scare tactic you find out most of the time these major news corporations in fact they are there's not especially in america there's only there's about 15 major news corporations that are all funded underneath four major millionaire um uh, or billionaire sorry uh, business people who are all just very evil evil people so they are the ones paying the checks you can find countless information on people that used to be well-known TV hosts or anchors or whatever you want to call them who have actually come out after 25 years, 30 years being in the business and said how they were having to um, manipulate, change stories, you know, just, it just very, it frustrates me so much that this is what we're conditioned to do. But unfortunately, when we're growing up, especially I know personally growing up all the time, what was something, even my parents or our parents near, like they still... They get home, the first thing that's on is the TV. And all the news will be just on 24-7. Do you experience? Do you remember experiencing all that? Oh, look, if you want to start talking about the media, then, I mean, it's disgusting. Like, mainstream media, no one should be looking for any of their information from mainstream media. And what worries me is that there's a lot of lower economical people, like social economic people, just sitting there watching all the, the Today shows, the morning shows, and your, and your 6 o'clock shows. And, and like as you were saying before, the media is owned by the same the same people, the same corporations. Whether it's in Australia, America, or the UK, New Zealand, Canada, it's all the same people that own it, and they're all peddling the same fear. And if you peddle the fear, that's what gets people scared, obviously. And when they're scared, they'll stay inside, like they told to stay inside. Like it's, it's social engineering. Like I mean, you go like you go to the start of the whole coronavirus. When it first came out, they said that what will happen is that if you get it, you only need to, you know, go inside or, or stay away from people for two weeks, maintain your health, you know, your exercise, have your vitamins, and eat your, eat your organic food, you'll be fine. And then within weeks of that, that narrative was just like, oh, there's people dying, everyone's going to die, you have to stay inside the house. I mean, it changed so quickly, and it changed through the media. But the media have so much 
you know, and they, they, need, they need to be held to accountability over this for, for sure. Like I said right at the start, anyone who's getting any of their information from mainstream media just needs to stop, turn that TV off and ideally not even worry about the news at all, you know, and go out and get some fresh air and take a hike in the woods. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we can talk about where you can get some more information about this or where you can go and find some real alternative news media online. There's plenty of good media in Australia that you can find that you don't have to worry about six o'clock news, that's for sure. Definitely, and look, like I said, I've I just shared one link there. Um, you know, both me and Christian have had a bit of back and forth, and he's put forward for me another four or five different podcast information series. And then since I've been very lo- uh, vocal on my social media, I just get sent countless of things. And a lot of people are asking, well, "Why don't you share?" And a lot of people are either afraid to share based on other people's opinions on what they, you know, how they'll react. I've spoken about that, understanding that what I'm sharing right now isn't about to try to create, you know, fear or you know, be a conspiracy theorist. The ability to come out and stand up for what you believe in, whether whether it's true or not or whatnot, but in this case, it 100 is. This is a form of personal development. I was legitimately afraid to be able to come out and share this point of view when I first did it about a week ago. I was thinking back and forth, especially the first lockdown. Like I knew what was happening, but I didn't want to say anything. I just thought, you know, I just can't. But then that's that personal development has to come kick back in. I just can't care what people think because if I just sit back down and just keep quiet, and in reality, the only way that we're going to stop any of this taking place when we get down a little bit further down the track with this podcast is masses. There's only a very small, minute amount of people that are in control of what's happening right now. And the only way that this changes is with the masses being able to take control. And look, it's happened through protests and whatnot over the time, but I just want to be able to wake as many people up and it is that term of wake up and not being a sheep and and just questioning everything where you possibly can it infuriates me because if someone starts if you know someone who goes and starts a brand new business venture or starts a new health diet we will question the absolute shit out of that we always we're reading labels now we're real health conscious and we'll question this and that and that but when it comes to what's happening right now we just just get in line and just bend over and spread our legs and let things happen and it's really frustrating. Don't you reckon with that, mate, too? I agree. Everything you're saying, man, I mean, you're talking about conspiracy theories or anything, it does scare people, you know, and I think I think the thing is is that people are scared of the truth, you know, like, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're sitting at home watching your TV all the time and you've been told, you've been told one narrative and then all of a sudden someone's trying to tell you something else and people get scared and like when that's why the word conspiracy theory you know people think you know these guys are crazy but I think you find most of the people that are so-called conspiracy theorists or critical thinkers are the ones that are actually doing all the research anyway Mm. and I, I think the people that are scared of these people are the ones that are either scared of the truth or they're scared of people that they, they probably think, well, how do they know the truth and why don't I know the truth? You know, it's because you're there, you're drinking your soda and you're eating my foods and like the guy said in the clip, you know, you're microwaving your food, you're not eating organic food, you know, you're sitting inside with all your EMS and your Wi-Fi and we're running inside of our 5G just now, but yeah, so you're right, people are sheep and, and it's not just, it's not just because of how maybe how they grew up, it's, it's how society has made people too, you know, whether it's the education system or whatever, the food, whether it's fluoride in the water or whether it's stuff they spray in the sky, 
Yeah, and that's a big one there, actually, the fluoride side of things. I've spoken about that. I have, I've gone in length with that before. I've got a uh, system that actually takes that out of the water. It just frustrates me again. That is clearly happening in our, even in Australia. Like our pipe system is over 150 you know, years old. We've got all that rust and corrosion through there that's clearly putting through. We've had constant outbreaks of poor beyond poor like third world country level poor water qualities coming through our water our water systems and yet nothing really ever happens and it's just all part of it but yeah we won't continue on with that but in regards to the fluoride you know what it always means people will say well you know you brush your teeth with it or, <laughs> or I brush, I've, I've, I've drank the water and i brush my teeth all my all, all my life and my teeth are fine but on toothpaste it says do not swallow and it says if you swallow too much see your doctor you know, and if you do any research into fluoride, what it does affect is it affects your pineal gland, and that's your that's your gland that releases the, the DMT that helps you whether you dream or you go into another different state when you when you're sleeping or, or when you're meditating or what have you, and it impacts that. And that should be one thing just to just to scare you from drinking the fluoride water anyway. And let me say that boiling water doesn't stop the fluoride too. If anyone's listening about that as well, you really need to do that. Uh, filter. Yes, 100% you need to get a filter. That wasn't a sales plug either, that's just <laughs> just been some genuine knowledge there. Look, I'm going to play another clip now here from a, another podcast which actually Christian passed it on to me. This is called the General Knowledge Podcast and it's from a, a, a couple of blokes who are here from Australia again because I wanted to be able to give you information. It's all well and good hearing things from over in America and, and look, that's important, don't get me wrong, when you do start to do your own research, but hearing some more things here locally I find is really important for all you listeners. So I'm going to play this little clip here and you'll hear a, a, a lady speaking who is actually a doctor as well and she goes into um, talking about vaccines and etc. because for those who haven't, I probably should give some background here, for those that don't know, like clearly this, um, this coronavirus isn't real, right? It's essentially what this, you can't pass it on. Look, there may be some forms of virus, but at the end of the day, that what they're testing for, they're not testing for a virus. They're testing to find um, bacterial matter that is found in the vast majority of humans. This is why they need to test constantly, 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 because the more people are test, the greater percentage of people they're gonna find with this bacteria that is in the system that we all have when we get signs of flu and sickness. Sometimes we get it in our system when we're not even sick. That's why you see those here, these asymptomatic people. But if you also, to take another step back, what point in history have we ever needed to be incentivized to go out and get a goddamn test for something that's so critically um, contagious? What are your thoughts on that, mate, actually, before I play this clip? Well, my thoughts on that is, like, what, why do you need to get a, you need to get a test just to see whether you've got the symptoms of it or not? That makes no sense, you know? It's like, we're just going to give you a test just to see if you have the symptoms of it. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, to me, and... Like it is, it's weird. Like if, say for example, they need to stick two swabs right up the back of your nose, but you have to socially distance 1.5 meters from someone, or you need to wear a mask because you can catch it. So you, you need to do all this, but we need to stick a swab as far up as we possibly can to see whether you got it or not. Common sense has been thrown out the door. Like seriously. Mm. Yep, yep, exactly. So let me play this clip and it's going to give you a bit more um, uh, background again on this current situation in hand. 
Honourable Dan Andrews MP to the Premier put out on Saturday the 20th of June, so we're just talking last, not Saturday, just gone with the week before. Now, in this statement they put out, they, down towards the bottom of it, a few, few paragraphs away from the bottom of the statement, uh, they, they started to talk about, you know, if you're starting to feel sick, then you should stay home and self-isolate, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't visit friends and family, don't go on holiday, don't go to work, stay home. We want to make this as easy as possible. And this, this is the part that really gets me right. Which is one, and this is quoting from the uh, from the um, statement that they put out, which is why we're also announcing a new $1,500 payment for those who have a confirmed case or are a close contact and who can't rely on sick leave. This is about making sure there's no financial reason for these people not to isolate and uh, to not go to work instead. Um, so there you go. They've literally come out saying they're going to pay the public $1,500 if you come up as in test positive or you're even a close contact to someone who has tested positive. So, wow, what better way to fudge the numbers than to start bribing the public with $1,500? You know, you're dangling this carrot in front of people who, you know, they haven't worked, they've lost jobs, they need money. What better way to fudge the numbers, Meryl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. does this exactly. not blow us away? And, and yesterday, Andrews announced that they, he's hired a thousand people to go door to door in 10 suburbs to ask people to come in and be tested because they want to test all these asymptomatic people. And if people refuse to be tested, then they can be fined $1,600. So you will be getting $1,500 if they show that you've got COVID with a test that has between 50 and 80% incorrect results, either false positives or false negatives. Um, But if you refuse to take this test, then you can be fined $1,600. I mean, that's quite a carrot and stick um, situation. But a dose of reality here. In Australia, as of yesterday morning, there were a total of 7,595 confirmed cases. Now, I want to talk about cases in a minute, but that's the total number in a population of 25 million. 104 deaths. Right now, there is one person in all of Australia who is in intensive care and 12 people across the whole country who are in the hospital. Now, I think the reason they're pushing testing so much is because they know that by testing, they're going to get positive results. They're calling those positive results cases, even if they have no symptoms whatsoever. If you took a hundred people randomly off the street now and put them into a room and ran a throat or nose swab across all a hundred of them, ten of them would show positive for either pneumococcal or meningococcal, the bacteria that causes meningitis or ear infections. Ten of them would, would show positive, but they are not infected and they are not cases of meningitis. But they're calling people who test positive for coronavirus without any symptoms whatsoever as being positive. And what makes it even better is this test cannot determine whether it's COVID-19 or any other form of coronavirus. All it tells you is that you have evidence of coronavirus, either the virus itself or, or anti- antibodies to the virus. Now, that's that's key. I just want to reiterate. Just going to finish it there again that podcast they're really good the general knowledge voice um and again christian thank you for sharing me with that they go for like each podcast goes for about an hour 10 hour and a half and they're really in depth and getting some good guest speakers as well but i just to reiterate that last point that she said about how it doesn't it can't tell the difference between a common cold 
and um, and the other things that they're testing for, I shared a particular um, uh, snippet where I found that exact statement found on the Australian Department of Health Services. I shared that on my Instagram and it got spammed and blocked and re reported within five minutes. Well, not reported by someone, it's got blocked. So they've always got algorithms that stop that. I've never had any of that happen to my Instagram ever. So, mate, what's your thoughts on that? Well, they're all over it pretty quickly, aren't they? Yeah, just a little bit. Well, I mean, what's interesting about that is that, you know, they're hiring people to go and do the testing. Like, I mean, a thousand people. Like, these people aren't probably, I would say, are not doctors or nurses. Well, definitely not doctors, but they're probably not nurses either or have any of the medical area. So, basically, what they're doing is they're just getting to go in and, you know, they're probably on commission or something and say, yeah, how many tests can you get? And then you go door knocking. And again, that makes no sense. Why are they testing all these people? Like, I mean, is it a DNA scoop? Which is what a few people have been discussing previously from the start. Like, I mean, that's that's all I can think it is. Like, I mean, if they're saying that the tests aren't right or they're false positive or they aren't testing for the right thing, why the hell are they taking all our, why, why are they taking all our DNA? And why are they forcing it? Why are they, why are they um, giving fines to people? I mean, it's, that's ridiculous and it's disgusting too. And I mean, the only way, the reason they can do this is because they have the emergency powers now, which, you know, it's, we're in a declared state of emergency, so all your rights have gone out the window. And like, if you want to talk about that and you want to talk about like what, what this kind of, what, what COVID or what this type of fear is bringing on to society is they're controlling people and telling them what they do through health reasons. Like, you know, they say, no, oh, there's a health scare, so now we can control you, now we can control whatever it is. Like, it's, a, it's like a new war. Like, people were scared now, so they'll do exactly what they're told because we, we're, gonna, we're gonna bring out the military to lock down everything, we're gonna bring down the police to lock down everything for your health and safety. Like, there's a saying that, that goes, if you let, give up your liberties, for your security, then you're gonna gain neither and lose both. Mm. I mean, it's what, it's what we're seeing here. And, and like, I mean, and, and if you're talking about vaccination and you're talking about, oh, look, we, we won't be able to, won't be able to have back life to normal unless we've got a vaccination, again, like, I mean, that makes no sense. Like, I mean, they've never had like a, an RNA vaccination or a DNA vaccination in history that's been successful. So, I mean, likely, how is that going to happen all of a sudden, you know, within a year or whenever they've got this vaccination, where they've been trying to get vaccinations for HIV or anything for the last 40 years and not been successful? Again, just gotta, you've got to ask questions about that. And it's, I mean, the whole vaccination business to me, it's a, it's a, it's a huge, it's a, it's a business plan. Like, say, for example, and we might be going off track for a second, but if you've got 1% of the population that are sick, and you've got a drug that can help that 1% of the population and that drug costs $200. they're pushing it. 
and if you're talking about like big pharma companies that are behind all this, and of course it's money. It's always about money. It's not about making people better. It's like it's about <laughs> it's about making money. It always has, and, and like the whole virus thing is just a, it's a distraction. It's for people to look left when all the when all the issues, the real issues, what's happening on the right. And I'm not talking about the political sense left or right. I'm just talking about looking. Story the, too. The people, yeah, and you probably heard this too. And they were the, the people that are testing and said, "Oh, we want to test your baby." And they just like, "Well, we'll just come from the hospital. We've been tested. The baby hasn't been anywhere else other than here. The baby doesn't have it." They're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she be tested. We should do it. And they're like, "No, I'm sorry. I don't want the baby to be tested. We're fine. You don't have to do it." No, no, no. Only take half an hour. We'll come back and do it. And it's like, you know, it's, like I said, what, why are they pushing this? So, and, and sort of reiterate, I did. I heard that story too. And when I, where I heard that from is that they were actually one of the, whether it's true or not, they were one of the people within those Kensington, Flemington house flat areas. So not only did they just have the baby and then get back home, but then they were in self-isolation. So they were literally just in that, their apartment um, and they have, there's no way. And they have, both their parents had been tested and both came back negative. They did that in the hospital, had the baby come back home and now in that apartment where the whole apartment complex is locked down. And then yes, forced to take a test and they, she had to refuse. And I think we should probably touch on the on these apartments now that we've spoken about it and um, talk about the, the grander scheme of it. And to understand guys, again, you even mentioned on the, control crisis because at the end of the day that's what this is this is a controlled crisis it's a diversion to be able to distract our attention on what's actually taking place so therefore the media which is used as their main source of information put out to the general public to be able to portray that we are getting sold one uh, message thinking that this is all part of our well-being and this is good for us when in reality it's like a massive game of business chess and they're starting to move the chess pieces around in their way and they can't do it unless these things are taking place mate do you want to uh, share a little story about that Kensington Flemington area this is very interesting well no, I mean that was what I articulated too and um, yeah that was good well I mean it's just what I heard and I heard it on the Real News podcast or the, the general office podcast, and they were talking about rezoning that development area. And I mean, anyone who knows Flemington and that whole between Flemington, North Melbourne, Kensington kind of area, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice area, it's a very nice area. And I'd say for a long time, these houses and flats have been a nice all for a lot of people, and not for the people that need the house, not, you know, not the, the, the lower social economical people that actually need to live there, but the people who have the money that want to buy it all up. And if they're talking about rezoning, these houses to knock them all down to you know build houses there or whatever for the highest bidder then like I mean how I mean it's gonna raise questions does it not? Yeah. I mean my eyebrows are certainly raised in regards to that. Like it's, it's disgusting and it's just like this to me this whole this whole coronavirus is like an economic reset and we know it's an economic reset because we can see in the whole world what's happening and all these countries, you know, America, Australia, UK they're all on the same table. They're all doing this exact same thing in regards to bailing out who they give the money to and, 
and, and who they're stopping, who they're taking the money from. Like, I mean, it's the biggest theft of middle class money in the history of, like, that, that I know. I mean, look at all these people with restaurants and small businesses. I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne's going to be trifled after this. I mean, it, there's going to be so many apartments that are going to be empty, so many businesses that are going to be empty, and he's going to buy them all up in here. Mm-hmm. People with the money. Like, it's, it's already it's, happening. It's, People are already buying businesses on cents on a dollar now. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. And mm. how people want to wait to that. And, and again, like again, like we're saying right at the very start, we're talking about people being oblivious to it is because A, they don't want to know because it scares them or it makes them anxious, or B, they really have no idea because they want to be at home with their Netflix or they want to be at home, which is like, well, you know, it's great. I mean, one good thing about this is that, you know, A, the uh, environment is, is apparently a lot better, so I'm not sure how they're going to start pushing the climate after this. And then, secondly, a lot of people have spent time with their children. That's great, but then you look at all the bad stuff after that: the domestic violence, you know, the, the anxiety, the depression that's happening with all these people that you know lost their money, you know, and, and lost their jobs. And and what what do we do? We 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 all we try and figure out how to play fu- fucking football. Like, I mean, the, the fact that they allow the football and all that to still go on when this is happening is still just is mind boggling. Like again, like I just said, it's just like it's common sense. Mm. It's, it's, it's it is yeah. It's it's very frustrating. That's probably the biggest thing. It's frustration now, especially when you you do you know start to realise these things and you start to see it. You can't unsee it, and um, it's so frustrating because you you can't do anything in your best ability, but just share and try to share this to others. Just go back on that Kensington Flemington one. There's um, a bit of background more on that because I did did um, did a bit more research. That actually process of that redevelopment. Um, process sorry took place in 2019 well and well truly before the uh talks of a coronavirus so there's implementation implementations there without a doubt um i think probably now the best thing in order to move to as well because i personally want to talk about it because it was such a devastating thing that we seem to have all have forgotten about and it does correlate and again we're just focusing our information the best we can um on australia right now because most of our listeners are obviously from there but the fires that we had, have we all forgotten about the fires, the good old fires? Uh, they were horrendous, horrendous. And I, I'm sure there'd be plenty of listeners on here if you did not personally um, have, uh, was impacted by this, um, then you would no doubt know someone who was. I shared a clip on my story, which again, my brother shared me this website, which will have more information on that. Um, some pretty interesting stuff, mate. Do you want to speak about that uh, for me, please? Well, I mean, there's so much. Like, I mean, Australia is such a big country. So, I mean, in regards to how bad these fires were, there's so many people in Australia that just like would be oblivious to how bad they were. You know, like in Northern Queensland or what have you, you just know how bad these fires really were. And, and but, you know, they were, they were tornadoes, fire tornadoes. Now, if you want to get into some of the, you know, the more critical thinking about how these fires started and, and that, then you've got to have a look at, just look up in the sky. Like, I mean, and not now because the planes have stopped, but when the planes were flying, you could see on a daily basis what that they were spraying shit in the sky. There's no doubt. And if you can't see, 
difference between a contrail and a chemtrail. I'm not too sure whether you're, you know, <laughs> what these GMOs or whatever are doing to your brain because there's a massive difference. And, and it's easy to spot stuff that they spray in the sky because you'll see a massive halo around the sun or the moon. Like, it's just a milky halo. And anyone who says, no, it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, well, it is because in America, the the people that have done it have come out saying, yes, we are spraying the sky. We are trying to cool it down because we're trying to make sure that the sun doesn't affect the, the climate and blah, blah, blah. So what's in this stuff that they spray? Some of the stuff that I've heard is that there's um, aluminium and some kind of baronium stronate. And do you know what the ingredient of that is? It's made for um, sparklers. Now you wonder why these fires went up so quickly. So that's it. Like, I mean, you can hear stories of firefighters saying, my God, it's just like it's just falling up, just bang. And you can see um, some footage. I saw some footage from Kangaroo Island that had like a, a tornado in a fire. And the way that these tornadoes are starting in a fire is, is what I've read and what I can see and what I've heard is the fact that they, they've got these ingredients that, that creates a sparkler. So now you're wondering, well, why? Why, why does it make it? Why are they burning all this and why are they doing that? Well, they want to get people off the land. It's as simple as that. They want to get people into the big cities. They want to get people into the smart cities. You know, you, the reason why it's so hard for these people to get uh, their grants back to build on or, or there's all these new fees that they that the government are putting in place for them to build on it. Or they're saying, no, now you can't build here because it's a massive fireplace. So that's it. Land's gone. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. And... Whether they're doing it for this high-speed rail, which on on the actual Clara website they did say that that it, well, it does look like if you look on the map, and I'm sure you, you have shared it as well, that it does look pretty 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 similar to where the fires were. But previously to that, they said on oh, there to clear all this land was going to cost something like ridiculous now, like 800 million dollars to do all this. But now, now it's only like 80 million dollars. So again, coincidence. I'm not sure. But anyone who wants to look at this further, like, I mean, just don't, don't take my word for it or your word for it. Anyone who wants to look into any of this fire stuff, there's, there's two great people that you can talk, that you can listen to. There's a, a guy called Max Egan, he's Australian, and he's got a website called The Crow House, and he's very interesting talking about this. And the other one is uh, The Real News Podcast. And if you want, if you go and listen to a podcast, then my suggestion would be is to go online and have a look at TOTT News. That's an Australian website for, I don't know, for critical thinkers, I guess. And they talk about all this. It's, it's right there. Like, I mean, it's systematic mm. getting people off the land, as far as I can see. Yeah, and I've seen, again, because obviously, guys, to make, to make you more known, like, especially with the bushfires, like, I knew a little bit about, in terms of the business side of things, the education system, that's what started the ball rolling for me, like why we weren't getting taught certain things in the schooling system that wasn't, that we needed in the day to day life, taxes, superannuation, you know, uh, loans, all that kind of jazz, learning how to trade properly on the financial market, learning basically how to make money, how the big head honchos and the banks make money, that sort of started the ball rolling and then, you know, more conversations with my brother 
about these things and he spoke to me about the bushfires earlier this year and i just initially i just couldn't i couldn't see it like i just couldn't foresee it i'm like no way because again we're just conditioned because we have fires every single year yes it was a lot it was worse and you could understand that it was worse it was very impactful but as soon as you start to research yourself and you get off the mainstream news again common but you go and look in these websites that he just mentioned and, and you listen and you see some photos the information that doesn't get censored and put out there like for example there were some photos that i saw of trees that literally were burning from the inside out it was like a scene of a movie and looked like it was a, a tree was like a mini volcano that doesn't happen from a bushfire. It's not physically possible that way it was doing. Cars have been flipped in, in the air. It just doesn't happen without other means taking place. So guys, just remind yourself again, just this is, we're not gonna go into too much more because it is a lot for people to take on, but just be aware. Do not accept the status quo. Understand that there's bigger things happening. And look, if it's not for you, I understand it's not for you. But just do not be oblivious to the fact that something is taking place. And don't be afraid to question things. Right? Anything else you want to finish on? Oh, mate, look, I, I think you've covered that. Uh, I think we've, we've probably come up with a quick, broad you know, sense of, of what's going on at the moment. And if people obviously want to listen to some more, they can. So they can sort of go to some of the places that we spoke about to try and look at this but you know again it is it's, it's just there to try and get people to question like you said just question things well, I mean don't don't follow the official narrative because it's not right it's not right at all no one's there to help you no one wants to help you I mean as a society we need to help each other but like the end game of this whole COVID-19 is always social engineering you know they want to they want to get people scared to take the vaccinations they want they want to have the, the kids in the family all working from home and being socially distanced they don't want people to get together and talk about this like it's and you can see it like why would you but just one thing like why would you say that you need to sit inside your house when you know that you can be healthy at the beach or in the forest or in the mountains why close down national parks like i mean just again common sense has gone straight out the door and people just need to have a like, really good, hard think about what is actually happening. So true though, so true. Like you talk to any health professional at all, they should, you, you know, to be healthy, you've got to be out in the sun, fresh air. And also your body needs to fight off normal bacteria. So sometimes when you're out there, you're going to catch little bugs here and there, but that develops your immune system. Being stuck inside, it's just like, just the basics like that. You just got to question those things and understand that it's just, it's not right. So now start, now when you start looking at the news, even though I, I I applaud you not to but when you start to see things roll out in the media and on the tv it's and just look at it in a different perspective and that's all i've ever wanted my podcast to be and I, all my instagram posts are about changing your perspective just shift and look at things in a different limelight and you'll start to see some things um look yeah, i'm going to leave it there mate but again thank you very much for being um taking your time because i know you got a new little one so and you're a very busy man um but uh we will definitely wow. get you on again soon yeah, I'm so busy. Busy, no, so busy, you know what I mean. Busy in that way. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I just got to hand it in, so we're going to take a good time to, to start and walk and go. But no, it's been great. No, I hope we just need this again because we haven't even. Oh. No, not at all. Geez, that's another thing. Talking about vaccines with babies and stuff because that's something you're know, going to have to personally experience now at the moment. So that's another thing as well we could chat about. Yeah, there's so much. 
All right. Thank you very much. Anyway, thanks very much, listeners. I hope you enjoyed that one. Like I said, it's a little bit left-wing to what we normally speak about, but it's still morally about the same underlying fundamentals. Just change your perspective. Thanks for listening, guys, and please take care.